Hold them up there. Oh, that's good. Praise the Lord. Yes. Turn to John chapter 20. I want to give you what the Lord has given us this week. I hope that we can give you some meat this morning to help you grow in the Word of God. We've been down to the meat house, and the Lord has prepared something, and I hope I don't mess up, but I hope that I can cook it in a way that you can eat it this morning. Uh, these preachers understand what I'm saying. He just helps us prepare sometimes, but he's the one that brings it all together and seasons it with his word and his seasoning. I appreciate the Lord this morning. You found John chapter 20. Let's stand for the reading of God's word. We're going to break in at the 19th verse this morning. The Bible says the same day at the evening being the first day of the week when the doors were shut where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews came Jesus and stood in the midst and said unto them, Peace be unto you. And when he had so said, he showed unto them his hands and his side. Then were the disciples glad when they saw the Lord. Are you glad when you can see the Lord? Amen. We have saw him this morning. I know it's been quiet, but I've seen the Lord this morning. And then the Bible goes on to say that Jesus said to them again, Peace be unto you, as my Father hath sent me, even so send I you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said unto them, Receive ye the Holy Ghost, and whosoever sins ye remit, and they are remitted unto them. And whosoever sins ye retain, they are retained. But Thomas, listen, one of his twelve, called Didymus, was not there, or was not with them when Jesus came. The other disciples foresaid unto him, We have seen the Lord. But listen to Thomas's reply. But he said unto them, Except I see in his hands the print of nails, and put my finger into the print of nails, and thrust my hand into his side, I will not. Notice that. I will not believe. And after eight days, again, the disciples were within, and Thomas with them, then came Jesus, the door being shut, and stood in the midst. Now, I'm not reading you a fairy tale this morning. Amen. This ain't a Hollywood story. I'm reading you the Word of God. And he stood in the midst and said, Peace be unto you. Then said he unto Thomas, Reach hither thy finger, and behold my hands. Reach hither thy hand, and thrust it into my side. And be not faithless, faithless, but believing. And Thomas answered and said unto him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said unto him, Thomas, because thou hast seen me, thou hast believed. But he goes on to say, Blessed are they that have seen and yet haven't believed. Praise the Lord. Let us pray. Father, as we come to you right now, in Jesus' name, Lord, I need your help this morning. I pray that you hide me 
Lord, in your shadow, that your people will see, Lord, what you have for them today. Speak to our hearts, Lord. We come and pulled up under the table. It's set so beautifully, Lord, and we're so hungry, ready to eat. Thank you for what you have prepared. And, Lord, I pray that this word will be nourishment to our hearts and to our souls. For we ask it in Jesus' name. And all of God's people said, Amen. You can be seated. I love this portion of Scripture. In this chapter we know as the resurrection chapter. And we can see here that Christ's disciples, they're gathered together in a room. And if you'll remember back in the Scriptures over in Luke, He told His disciples, Now I want you to go back into the city, and I want you to wait there and dwell together until you're endued with power from on high. Now Jesus has had the last supper with them. He's instructed them and he's loved on them and told them what's about to happen. And he's even told them after it's all over with now, I don't want you to run off. I want you to come together and stay together until the power comes. But yet we see that the disciples scattered for fear because of the Roman Empire and how things were going on and they were afraid for their lives because the man that they had walked with and and seen do so many miracles and speak life to people and raise the dead and they just saw him be put to death on a cross and now he's laid in the barred tomb and, and it seems like all hope is lost. Brother Aaron was sharing with me this morning about a precious family that lost a loved one not long ago and then just overnight loses another loved one. And they seem like there's no hope. But can I tell you today there's hope in Jesus. I'm glad He's our only hope. He's, a, he's the one that we need. But we need His instruction and we need to be with one another and we need to gather together so we can hear from God. And that's why today I want to preach on why we need a church. Boy, the Lord burdened my heart Monday. I mean, He broke it hard. And He began to talk to me about the church and how we need a church, us as individuals. I want you to take this personal this morning. We need a church. I need a church. I need a church where I can go and be with my loved ones and my brothers and my sisters and we can gather together and fellowship and sing and, and sing hymns and lift up Jesus and, and hear how we've overcome. Can I hear from you this morning? We need a church. We need one another. In these last moments before Jesus calls His church, we need a church. We need a place where we can go and and feel at home and feel free to be who we need to be for Christ and, and, to, and to lift His name up and to be able to testify, be able to raise our hand, be able to sing a song if we feel led to, get up and preach if we feel led to, to do it. We don't have a program here. You saw that the Lord set me over there while any one of these brothers if they wanted to preach this morning. I'd rather have them preach anyhow. 
It helped me along the way. I get tired of hearing me all the time. But I'll tell you what, ain't nobody can do what I can do, and ain't nobody can do what you can do. God calls each one of us and gives us different gifts and talents, and we need to use them for the Lord. If we don't use them, the Lord will give them to somebody else that will use them. I said he'll give them to somebody else that will use them. So we need to abide within our calling for the Lord. But thinking about the church, if y'all remember not long ago in 2020, the government deemed that the church was non-essential and they had us to close the doors. But if you'll remember, none of the night clothes, none of the nightclubs closed, none of the abortion clinics closed, but they closed the churches. And they told us we couldn't meet. We had to stay six feet apart. We had to wear a mask all the time. Scared the country to death. Scared the world to death. The world ran and hid in their places. And we did what our government told us to do. We tried to take care of you and take care of each other. And we live stream. Praise God that he give us live stream. We're not live streaming this morning. I haven't live streamed now in a month. I don't know when I will again. Why? Because live stream is a wonderful thing and it's been a wonderful thing. But I'll tell you what it's done to us. It's caused people to stay at the house and say, I don't need the church. I'll watch it on TV. I'll watch it online. I'll get my little bit online. See, I'm an administrator on our Facebook page here at the church. And I can pull that thing up and it may say we've got 150 views. You can look at that and I can look at the statistics on it. And it'll say 148 only watch for three seconds. Boy, that's not much for church, is it? Here's the thing. The Lord knows how much church we got in our life. He knows what we're doing. We're not fooling nobody because we're going to stand before him one day and give an account. I'm telling you, we need a church. We need a place where we can go and worship. But in 2020, we saw the doors get closed and myself and many of these preachers stood behind this sacred desk and preached to that camera right there. I'll tell you what, there was more power coming out of that camera at times than I felt when this whole building was full because I felt people at home needing the preach word of God, wanting to worship, and they would comment on the pages and say how much they missed everybody. And, oh, I missed my church but look at us now we're two years later and the churches are empty and the pews are empty and the spirit has left and it's dead it feels like a cold dry place in this place called church but I'll tell you what the church ain't in brick and mortar the church is in us amen that's who it's in this morning we need a church the first thing I wanted to tell you this morning that the Lord gave me the government might have said that the church is non-essential, but I'm telling you this morning that the church is essential. This morning, it's essential for fellowship and spiritual growth. It's essential for fellowship and spiritual growth. I appreciate Brother Jordan. He got up this morning testifying, and he said, you know, we're not too good as singers. Brother, you ain't trying to please us. Just please the Lord. Sing for the Lord. The Bible says make a joyful noise unto the Lord. 
I tell you what, that's some awful good singing this morning. If you think that's bad singing, just keep on singing. I like that kind of singing. Touched by God. Can I hear you from you this morning? I'll tell you what, I'm glad to be in the house of the Lord. I'm glad to have a church to come to. I'm glad for people that'll mind the Lord. I don't care if there's two here as long as we mind the Lord and lift praises unto him. Long as God is in the house, I need a church, amen, for the Lord. I want to go to a place where we're free to worship. And you need to realize we need a church. You can see here in the scriptures, the Bible says that they were gathered together and they were afraid and they were fearful because uh, Jesus had died and Mary had come to them and said, I've seen the Lord. He's risen from the dead. They didn't even want to believe that. And while they were gathered there, the Bible says the door was shut and Jesus appeared. He didn't come in the room and go, boo, here I am. But he said, be not afraid. <laughs> it is I. Could you imagine? And there's the Lord. And he says, look and see. And I'm telling you, there stands the Savior bearing the scars that paid for your sin and mine. Someday soon when we walk into heaven, we'll see the scars that gave us life. Amen. I'm glad I'm not taking those scars with me, but I know the Savior will carry the scars that gave me life. Amen. And he showed them there that day, the scars. But old Thomas had went through the pandemic and got afraid. He'd done scattered and he'd done stayed at the house. Here these others had gathered and doing exactly what the Lord told them to do. I want you to gather and stay together because I'm coming again. And they gathered up. Even in their fear, Brother Aaron, they gathered up. And they went to the place and stayed where the Lord told them to stay. The Lord tells us to gather up. If you can look into the scriptures over in Hebrews 10, 25, he says, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another as so much the more as you see the day approaching. He's telling you and I, we need to gather in the church. We need to hear from one another. We need to hear your testimonies. We hear, need to hear you overcoming. Why? Because that's what strengthens us in our walk with Christ. Somebody may testify this morning how they've overcome this week. And you don't realize there's somebody else sitting over here going through the same thing right now. Because of your obedience, God worked through you to bless their life. We've seen it happen this morning as Brother Braden got up and, and Brother Jordan testified about Brother Braden and Brother Braden testified about Brother Mark and they all worked in different ways and God worked through them and you see how we received the blessings this morning? They could have shut up. They could have not done nothing this morning. They could have kept their seat and God would have wore them out when they left today. But I'm glad that obedience is better than sacrifice. I'm glad they overcome by the word of their testimony and the blood of the Lamb. Amen. Can I get an amen this morning? I'm glad that church is essential. We need to get together. He said at the same day in the evening, being the first day of the week, when the door was shut, the door was shut, the Lord came right in. Amen. <laughs> it doesn't matter if we shut them doors. He can come right on in if we'll open our hearts up. Our hearts are like a magnet to the Lord. It draws the Lord in. 
A lot of times we want to keep the doors of our heart shut. Why? Because we're so involved in the world and the things of the world. We don't want to go to church. We don't want to read our Bibles. We don't want to sing. We don't want to worship. We won't do nothing for God. And that's why we're not being blessed. How would you feel if you drove up here next Sunday and the doors were shut, the lights were out, and it said on the sign for sale? How would you feel then? You'd be like, what happened? What's going on? Where's my church? I'm going to tell you right now, we need to appreciate the church. I've seen churches full one week and empty the next. I've seen God blessing one week, the devil getting the mix of it, and empty it out the next week. I'm telling you what, you need to cherish what God has given us. God has given us a church. We need to be the church. We need to worship, and we need to pray and ask God to help us in these last days. We can make a difference. In 1 John, he tells us over in verse uh, chapter 1 and verse 7, But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. How do we learn that? We learn that in church. We learn that by hearing the word of God, studying the word of God. Is anybody with me this morning? Y'all look like you sleep this morning. I'm telling you, church is essential. We need the church. Y'all know we need the Word of God. We need the Word of God. Programs are great. Singings are great. Events are great. All these are great. But I'm telling you what's essential this morning is the Word of God. We need to know what thus saith the Word of God if we're going to make it from Monday to Tuesday to Wednesday and then the devil shows up on Thursday when the Word's engrafted in your heart, you'll overcome Thursday, you'll shout on Friday, you'll get excited on Saturday and you'll be glad to go to church on Sunday. Why? Because it's essential in your life. Church is my life. Brother Jake, it ain't something I just do on Sunday. I church all week long. I'm talking seven days a week. I love church. Hey, sometimes I just drive down here and walk through the building praying because I just love church. I love to be on the property. I love to think about it. I love to do the church work. I love to get in touch with you all. Some of you don't text me back. Some of you don't never call me. But I like to call you. I like to reach out to you. I like to find out what you're saying on Facebook. Boy, that gives me a lot of fuel right there. Amen. God's beginning to start to deal my heart when I read Facebook posts. <laughs> and uh, God knows what we need because church is essential. We ought to love church more than we love Facebook. Thank you. I appreciate that. Church is essential. Revelations 12, 11, he says, And they, listen, and they overcome. <laughs> I done quoted it. They overcome. Just like these three brothers did. I'm talking Revelation 12, 11. They overcome by the word of their testimony and the blood of the Lamb. I don't see that much out in the world, going to Walmart and places. People are scared to death to talk about God, talk about Jesus, talk about his love. Now, if you get two or three people doing it, you'll get one or two. Or, yeah, yeah, I don't care. Yeah, uh, uh, amen. As long as ain't nothing going to cause them any trouble. Well, what happens when you have to stand up for the Lord? 
Say, yes, I'm glad I'm a Christian. I'm not ashamed to be a Christian. It's essential to walk with Christ and to love Christ in these last moments. I don't know what Thomas was doing. He just wasn't there. I don't know what's going on in his life. All I know, he didn't do what the master told him to do, to be assembled, to be with the other disciples. Because he knew, he told them, he said, stay there, dwell there until the power comes. Church is the same way. I like what Sister Brenda says. She said, I don't want to miss because I might miss something. You never know what's going to happen. You ought to love church enough. That ought to be your motto. I don't want to miss because I might miss something. Well, they're just having they're just they're having that. I don't, I don't know that I really want to be a part of that. Man, I want to be a part of whatever it is. Last night we was in that parade, driving through that parade, seeing all those uh, youngins along the road. They couldn't wait to get them Hot Wheels. God bless this church. We give out over 1,200 Hot Wheels yesterday. You ought to give the Lord a hand for that. How did God do that? He worked through the church. And we blessed other people through this church. And yes, the parade was a lot of work. It took months to get that float ready. People worked here, worked there, done this, done that. People donated, give this, give that. And it took a lot to make it all happen for about 40 minutes. You say, man, that's a lot. If you love the church, that's the way it is. You'll get involved. Amen. I don't care what's going on. You'll want to be a part of it some way, somehow. And I appreciate everybody that come out and was a part of that. It was a great blessing to our community around and about. They, we was represented well last night as a church. And I think God was honored and pleased by that. So church is essential in our life for our spiritual growth. The devil will tell you, don't go today. You feel too bad. You have worked all week. Man, you are tired. When I woke up this morning, if I thought about how bad I felt when I got out of the bed, I wouldn't be here today. <laughs> but I stretched and let the bones crack and the muscles come. I was like, yo, my goodness. Okay, I'm going. <laughs> As I go out the door, my back's hurt and go down the steps. I feel like it's about to go out and, and look over at her. She's the same way we're trying to get in the vehicle. And I'm like, what is going on? And, but we go on anyhow. And I've heard preachers and singers talk about going and singing when they wasn't even able to do it and preaching when they wasn't able to do it. But when they got there and done it, praise the Lord, he give you power to do it. Why? Because they failed not to assemble and do what God asked them to do. Here we see Thomas, he's, he's laid out. I, I, I don't want to beat Thomas up, but he wasn't there. Just like this morning, I would love for all of our people to be here, to hear this message, to know how important having a church is. Because I'll tell you why. Here we see Thomas is not there. And let's look down at verse 22. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said unto them, Receive. 
That word just jumps out at me. Receive ye the Holy Ghost. And I believe it's in red letters and I believe it happened just the way the Bible says it. I believe Jesus passed by and went, and they received it. When we stay at home and we don't be a part of what God's doing down at the house of God and the Lord shows up and goes on everybody and you missed it because you're at the house. The devil's like, yes, they missed out on another one. Blessings come. God breathes on the place. Everybody's testifying. Everybody's shouting. God's having his, his glory out of you all and he's moving in a mighty way and you're at the house. You hear on, you see on Facebook, pastors posting, man, what a service we have. Other people saying, man, what a service we had. And you're sitting there, and the Holy Spirit is whipping you good. Why? Because you followed Thomas' example. You didn't abide where God told you to abide. It's too quiet. I had to be the first one to get this and say, ouch. Yes, Lord, I understand. Church is essential for our growth. We need to be in the house of the Lord. Can I get an amen? amen? Church is vitally, vitally important. I can't tell you how important it is other than this example of when Thomas wasn't there. He wasn't just there. He heard what had happened, what had went on. He said, hey, I don't care. I, I won't even believe. I have to see it for myself. I Thomas, you wouldn't believe how great it was. We was there and the doors was locked and the Lord showed up right in the midst of all of our doubt and our fear, everything we was worried about. He came in and made everything better. And even at that, he breathed on us. And there was a power that came from on high that I can't even, I won't even believe it until I see it for myself. That's the way people are. You can tell them how good God is and what he's doing and everything. And they're like, I don't believe that. Well, just come on down to the church and find out for yourself. We need to share the goodness of God and what he's doing in our life. Amen. Amen. If you stay out of church, I promise you, you will miss something. Because God shows up in his services. Where two or three are gathered in his name. He didn't say, I'll think about it. He said, I'll be in the midst of that. If they'll come together in my name, I'll be there. I've been in people's homes where there ain't been two or three of us, and God show up. We'd have church right in their house. God turned their house into a church house. I mean, it was wonderful. We'd have fellowship, and God would show up, and everything was wonderful. That's what he's trying to tell us here through this scripture. Sometimes we are more about Thomas' ways than we are all the others. He's showing us some things here, how vitally important. Churches, we need it for instruction and direction in our lives. In church is where you'll find out in Sunday school, You'll be taught the word of God and it's broke down in a way that you can understand it. Sometimes us preachers get in this pulpit and we're firing it out so hard, it's hard to receive it all the way you need to receive it. Sunday school will break that thing down where you can eat it slowly. Sometimes pre preaching is like force feeding you and you can't hardly eat it. 
because it's coming at you so fast. But I'm telling you, we need it all because it's vitally important in our life. In Psalms 32, 8, the Bible says, I will instruct thee and teach thee in the ways which thou shalt go. I will guide thee with mine eyes. He said, I will guide thee. Over in Proverbs 1, 7, he says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. I don't serve the Lord because I fear Him. I serve the Lord because I love Him. Because of everything He's done for me, it's the least that I can do is come and be here with Him at the house of God. Can I get an amen this morning? We need to be in the house of God and follow the instructions that He's given us. He goes on to tell us in 2 Timothy 3.16, All Scripture... Not some, but all scripture are given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction. It's for our correction, church. It's just instruct us in righteousness. It's vitally important to be where God can instruct us and show us in his word what he wants for our life. Amen. Today I preach you a message that is not popular. I knew when I preached this it would not be popular and go very well. But I feel compelled today to tell you that we need a church. We need to love our church. And we need to be faithful to our church. Why? Because church is the key. It's the key to life. You may not agree with that, but I'm telling you today, church is the key. It's the key to help instruct you in every way of your life. Now I'm telling you, coming to church wouldn't save nobody. It won't do anything to make you more successful by gaining popularity, money, in that way. But what it'll do for you in the kingdom of God and your spiritual walk with Him is far beyond any money or fame. I would rather know the Word of God and be equipped with the Word of God than to have a hundred bank accounts full. I'd rather be rich in knowledge of the Word. So when we lack wisdom, all we have to do is ask of God and He'll give it. That's what the Scripture says. Thomas said, I, I won't believe until I see. Are you that way? I won't do nothing in the church until God shows me I need to do something in the church. Well, when you hear about things that's going on and needs to be done, that's God speaking and saying, hey, you're equipped, you're able, I need you to do something. And we step up and do things for God. The key to this whole matter, we see it in Psalms 122, where he tells us in verse 1, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Was you glad this morning when you got up to come to church? Was you glad to hear the, the hymnals that we sung out of the old red book? Was you glad to hear them sing the songs of Zion? Are you glad to hear the word of God? You ought to be glad of that today because it can be gone just like that. It can be over with. You could be laying in a hospital bed. All you could do is move your eyes. And you could think, boy, I'd sure like to be in church. I'd sure like to hear the preached word of God. I'd sure like to hear them young people sing again. I don't want to wait to that day when I'm in that shape if the Lord chooses me to go that path. 
and to say, boy, I'd sure like to have a church. Let me go on and hurry. I'm trying to get done. But in Psalms 107.32, the Bible says, Let them exalt him also in the congregation of his people and praise him in the assemblies of the elders. We're to praise him. We're to worship him. Why? Because we have a church. We didn't come here to socialize. We didn't come here to look at one another. We come here to worship the king of kings. Why? Because he's been too good to every single one of us. If every single one of you, including me, got what we deserve, we'd be in hell right now. If we got what we deserve, we'd be broke, sitting on the street, homeless with nothing this morning. But because he loved us, we've got a church. Because he loved us, we're sitting in a heated building. Because he loved us, we ain't sitting in the cold. Because he loved us, amen, our pantries are full. Because he loved us, we got jobs. We can take care of our families. Because he loved us, we're breathing air this morning and we're not at the funeral. Because he loved us. That's the key this morning to the church is the Lord Jesus Christ because he loves us. Thomas was finally there. He said, Thomas, won't you come with us? We're going to gather next Tuesday another time and we're going to get together and just share how good the Lord's been. Won't you come? And Thomas said, okay, I'll be there. I'm, I'm paraphrasing. But Thomas was there. The Lord already knew he was there. And he came through the locked door. And when Thomas saw him, first thing Jesus said, Thomas, come here. Reach hither. Put your, put your finger in my scars of my hands. Thrust your hand into my... I could just see Thomas backing up. My Lord and my God. Oh, I believe. I believe. I'm so sorry. And you know what the Lord does with people that let him down? He just loves them right up and pulls them up close and says, now you know. You need to assemble. You need to be together because I've built a church for you. I want to tell you today that God has built a church for us here. We need to love our church. We need to be committed to our church. We need to do all we can for the church. We need to love one another and we need to be together because in the moment that you think not, the Bible says the Son of Man cometh. And I will hope that when He comes, I'm in church. I'm not saying I'm not saved if I'm at the house or if I'm at the ball game or whatever. But when the church is going on, I want to be at church. If you don't have a love like that for the church, I'd ask God to help me to have a love for the church and whatever's going on at the church. Our problem is, is a lot of times we get in ourselves and we say, well, I don't like this that's going on. I don't like that going on. I don't like this one that preaches. I don't like that one that sings. You, you have missed the whole point. It's about him and not about you. Nowhere in the scripture will you find out that it's about you. It's all about him and what we can do for him. And because we honor him and love him, he has blessed us. He's blessed me when I didn't deserve to be blessed. He's given us a church when we didn't deserve to have a church. 
He's given us people here at this church that loves this church when we don't deserve it. We've got people working behind the scenes that you don't know nothing about. That's a blessing from God to have that in the church. You know what else is a blessing? Just take a second and look around you, left to right. I want you to look at the age of people that's in this building. Do y'all realize we're about 85 cent, 85% young people? There's churches up the road and down the road would give their teeth to have two young people. And we've got a church full of them. I praise God for that. I get told just real often, boy, you all do a lot for those young people. I believe in investing in young people. Church needs young people because us older folks are getting old and we need young people to take up where we're slacking off at. We don't feel like we used to. We can't go like we used to. And we need young people to step up and do what we can't do. Can I get an amen? amen. Now just because we're old don't mean we sit down and do nothing. I don't know where that the older folks, and I'm going to put myself in this category, it feels like somewhere we just sit down and let everybody else do everything and get mad when they don't do it our way. It's all about working together. Can I get an amen from the older folks? Amen? We need to love our young people, work with our young people. Church is essential. Church is vital, but church is the key.